0: This is Dale Valor. This is Pamela Ross. This is Tranesia. And you're listening. And you're listening to Game On with Jackson Stewart. To game On with Jackson Stewart. Game On with Jackson Stewart. Killing them. Follow Game On with Jackson Stewart on YouTube at Game On with Jack on the official blog www.gameonwithjack.blog and at the new store www.gameonwithjack.shop. Keep it sexy and game on. good people sexy people welcome to another edition of game i with jackson stewart a podcast that empowers men to level up and conquer life's challenges i'm your host jackson stewart and tonight's episode we are discussing winning in your 30s so six steps six how-tos to you know conquer your 30s whether you just got into them uh whether you maybe only have a year left maybe you're 39 staring at 40 and um you know, just, uh, six, what I consider easy steps, but almost, um, guaranteed, almost guaranteed to help you win in your thirties. And we'll talk about what winning in your thirties means and, and so on in a second. But first up, I want to make sure that you guys, uh, like and subscribe and follow me on YouTube. That's Game Out With Jack. Patreon.com, Game Out With Jack, where you can subscribe to Game On Guides. Hit up the Game Out with Jack blog. Uh, That's on WordPress, gameoutwithjack.blog. We'd love to have you check out what I think are short and powerful articles that you can read quickly on your phone, on your laptop, wherever you might be. To help you, you know, maybe tackle a challenge that you're staring down or or handle something that you're dealing with or maybe to try something brand new. Follow me on Twitter at Game Out with Jack and make sure you swing by the brand new player shop, gameoutwithjack.shop. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, let's dive right into it. Your thirties, right? You are no longer twenty. I know a lot of guys who are in their thirties start to kind of uh kind of like dread, you know, like what's next. Like, oh my god, this is when is when I get, I start quote unquote getting older. This is when my body falls apart. This is when I start to hurt. This is when I, um, you know, I can't lose weight like I used to. I can't stay out and I can't drink like I used to. I can't have sex like I used to. Like in your thirties, is when you may start to hear this from, especially a lot of your friends who are either older or or younger than you, and then you might have your own self doubt, self fears about what it means to be in your thirties, and so you know you couple that together with there's this societal pressure on where you should be in your 30s you know you should be in a a stable committed relationship maybe you should be married already maybe you should have a family already so all these things pop up you know in a man's mind when he's in his 30s and it can create a not so happy mental soup okay like a stew of what a man faces every day when he gets up and he looks in the mirror and he thinks about where he's at in life. And so that brings us to defining what is winning. And not just your 30s, but your 40s, your 50s, your 20s, you know, any age group. I'm not going to say teens because if you're not 18, you shouldn't be listening to this show. Um, You know, winning, which we can equate to success, is largely in the healthiest way possible defined by yourself what does it take for you to feel like you are succeeding now first of all you have to filter out what people have told you is success you know and some people it's almost like saying what's wealth okay is wealth you can buy a million dollar house without blinking or is wealth mean that you can provide for yourself and the people you care about without having to worry about What's in the bank or what's in the credit card, et cetera? Is wealth the ability to change someone's life through the power of money if something pops up? Or is wealth meaning you know, you own a small island? You, know, you have to define what is wealth, and let's draw that down to you have to define what is success. You cannot define success. You cannot define winning <clears throat> Excuse me, without mapping something out, without sitting down and figuring out, and it's good to write this down what is winning look like to you you know it's got to be solid not vague but quantifiable qualifiable points of articulation you know goals checkpoints that you can say okay i want to have this kind of car in my 30s okay that's a goal if you get that car will that mean you are winning Uh, i want to have a house in my 30s i want to have bills paid off my 30s i want to be in a stable relationship in my 30s all right these are all great goals but a couple things one beware making too many material items the goals that make you feel successful because material items can come and go you may say i have to have a 2023 um yeah i don't know a a maserati just pulled that out of nowhere Uh, And maybe you get it. But here's the thing. Because it's material, there's a large amount of a Maserati in your life that's semi out of your control. Car industry is still crazy post-COVID. Um, so maybe there's an issue with the availability. Maybe the price is suddenly so far outside of your your financial range that it's impossible. Maybe you can and you get a Maserati. And next day you're in a car accident. Like so many things can remove a material item out of your possession. So have some material items as goals, that's fine, but don't make these the largest goals on your list that are going to define your sense of success because they can be taken away from you and they exist partially outside your control. Another reason why you want to be careful about too many material items being on your list of um, what means success to you and what means winning to you in your 30s is because too many... Material items can start to make you too much of a material person. You know, I'm only going to feel good when I have a six-bedroom house or, or a three-bedroom house, or I'm only going to feel good when I have this car or I have uh, this type of wardrobe, because those are all items, and they do not easily lend themselves towards making you a better person on the inside. So, I want you to make sure that you put inside your definition of winning. Being a better person, you know, being a better you, being smarter, uh, faster, more educated, more empathic, sy- sympathetic, more successful in the areas that you want to, in terms of your career or your job. And I'm not talking, oh well, you know, I'm a, I'm a store manager or I'm a, I'm a hedge fund investor, whatever. The job that you want the job that gets you up and puts a smile on your face maybe it's a side hustle like to me that should be part of your list of what means winning so if you want to be a painter and you worked a day job and at night you paint and you've made connections and you have a showing coming up well shit that should mean success for you that should mean winning to you so and yeah you might say well jackson aren't those material things yes and no You enjoy painting, whether it's seen by a thousand, whether it's seen by a million, maybe it's seen by one. But if you can then launch that into a larger stratosphere, well, then that should be even more more of an emotional achievement and less of a material achievement. So define winning. You should have, I'd say, five to 10 items that are goals that will make you feel or acknowledge that you are winning. Now, I'd say six to seven of those goals should be completely internal because that way nobody can control those goals 100% but you. Um, you know, if you want to be better read, that's totally up to you. The library, there are libraries everywhere. There's ebooks everywhere. If you want to learn another language, that's in, that's entirely up to you. So have items that, you know, will make you feel more successful that will let you know you're more successful and that you can completely or almost completely control so uh step one and these are in no particular order but let's start with you know step one and some of this i just touched on define your vision and values okay you cannot hit a mark if you don't know what and where it is you cannot hit a bullseye if you don't know where it is or what it is is it that red circle is it that purple x is it that green, you know, heptagon, whatever? You got to know what the bullseye is. You got to know what the goal and the vision is. So the first step to winning in your 30s is define your vision and values. And take the time to reflect on what really matters to you and what you want to achieve in various aspects of your life, whether it's career, relationships, health. You know, maybe you want to lose 10 pounds. Maybe you want to uh bench press 200 pounds, whatever it is. And also, and very importantly, personal development. Um, You know, you want to, like I said, you want to read more. Um, Maybe you want to write a book. Maybe you want to journal more. You know, so, and when I say more, you want to have a number attached to that more. So if I say you want to journal more, well, then that means, you know, you want to journal three times a week. Okay, so that way you've got a mark to hit. And that's my I don't know if you guys can hear it. That's my hit the mark noise. Like that's me <laughs> pounding my fist together. Um You want to set clear goals that align with your vision and values. And you'll know because you'll feel it. You'll feel like, hey, I like when I see myself on the other side of this, when I see myself speaking another language, I see myself running a 5K, I immediately feel good about that version of me. All right, So that means you're lined up with with your vision and values. You want to have a strong sense of purpose that's going to guide your decisions and keep you motivated and help you stay focused on on what really matters. So that's why I say, watch the material stuff, guys, like because material stuff really it, it don't mean shit. you know and think about it. how many times did you want something? Well, I want that I don't know I want that ps5 I want that uh I want those shoes, I want that wallet, I want that cash in my pocket. and when you got it, how long did it really last before you wanted something else? You know, and I've heard great quotes by millionaires that say, as soon as I want, as soon as I got my first million dollars, you know what I want next? Ten million dollars. And that's not necessarily greed per se. But when you're dealing the material, it's almost like, you know, throwing dirt in a hole. At some point, you might fill up the hole, but then what if you want to make the hole into a hill? You want, you want to make the hill into a mountain? Like that part of us that craves things that we can touch and feel, it's rarely ever satiated, it's rarely ever satisfied. You know, and some of that's ambition, some of that's good, it can launch you, but you gotta be careful that it doesn't turn into greed and dissatisfaction. So first up, you gotta find your vision and values. Write it down. Um, yeah, you could type it, have it on your computer, on your phone, but I'm a big fan of the aesthetics of writing stuff down. Literally, like the saying goes, putting pen to paper. I feel like that gives you more more focus and, and fuel on on what you're writing down. Step two, invest in personal growth and education, all right? So in your 30s, it's crucial to invest in personal growth and education. You know, your 20s, some people say your 20s are just like you, that's your making mistakes era or decade. Yeah, yes and no. Because some mistakes you make in your 20s will follow you your entire life. So I say every decade, and this is my personal view, because it's my show, damn it. <laughs> every decade is to me, the same as the last decade. Now, sure, some stuff changes. You add things to your life, you add a family, you add friends, you add a property, you add investment. Sure, 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 yeah, of course. And that changes some of the goals, 100%. But to me, a large chunk of each decade is about personal evolution, personal growth, personal education getting better, constantly leveling up. Now, the levels may change a little bit. But there's always that core 80 to 90% about just getting better. Okay? So, there is, to me, there is no, oh, this is my decade to to fuck up. No. This is my day de- Yeah, you're going to make mistakes, and some mistakes get different because you get wiser as you get older. But, 80%, 90% of every decade, of the goals of that decade, is about leveling up, getting better. So, um, you know, in your 30s, you want to win. You want to constantly expand your knowledge and skills through reading. Like, there's no reason why everybody is not reading something. You know, you, and not every book has to be, you know, this heavy-weighted War and Peace or, or you know, Letters from Birmingham or, or um, uh, you know, all these, <laughs> Those only, I don't know why those only two books come to mind, but they don't always have to be heavy books about growth and and personal development or historical leaders. You should have that stuff in there. You can have what uh, you know. Somebody used to know would say bubble gum for the brain. You can have fiction. You can have uh, you know wild novels about dramatic events. Things that just entertain you. So you can have both, but you should always be reading something. Next up, you can take courses. Now I'm gonna let you guys know if you're listening right now. Go to GameOnWithJack. no oh, shit, I messed up today. <laughs> oh, shop. There is a link there for a free teachable course. It is a free, it's got handouts, it's got all the good stuff. It's totally free. Sign up for it. But it's a teachable course about having a great night, having a great event out there. Um, so it's a free course. There's tons of free courses out there. YouTube, TikTok. All this stuff that we can use for entertainment, and I get it, entertainment's great, but there's no reason why we can't use this stuff to grow and educate ourselves, right? All right, so attending seminars, seeking mentorship, everybody should have a mentor. If you don't, go get one. It's okay to have a couple, you know, because you you can have a mentor for every different aspect of your life you're working on. But in your 30s, you definitely want to make sure you've embraced a growth mindset. And I don't care if you're 30, 31, or 39, it's not too late to do any of this. You wanna be open to new ideas and perspectives. Uh, You wanna cultivate habits that promote personal development, like regular exercise, meditation, journaling, and seeking feedback. You wanna make sure you're not just this echo chamber, all right, in your 30s, but this is also a time when you are getting, you know, in your 20s, a lot of people tell you what to do. And some of that you're gonna rebel against in your early 20s. But you start listening to people, but those people are telling you things you wanna hear. In your thirties, want to diversify the voices that you're hearing so that some of those voices are challenging you. Okay. Some of those voices are giving you feedback. And if you're investing in yourself, you're going to get tools and confidence to take on challenges you never would have thought you could have handled. And you're going to have opportunities that are, you're going to think would never have come your way. If you want more, if you want things, you know, if you want more, you have to be more. If you want things you never had you got to become a person you've never been. and you can totally do this. like everybody anybody and everybody that you see who's super successful or you know they're very personable or you know they can work a room whatever it is, that person had to do some personal development and growth. So you know that's that's step two. So step one, define your vision and value step two, invest in personal growth and education. Step three to winning in your 30s. You want to make sure you are cultivating meaningful, 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 cultivate meaningful relationships. So winning in your 30s involves just growing connectivity, you know, okay. So you want to surround yourself with positive, supportive, and like-minded people who are going to uplift you and inspire you. Now. That doesn't mean that they think like you in terms of like-minded, like they're not just going to be, you know, single fans or yes, man, who are just going to. Yes, that's great. Yes, that's great. But like-minded in the sense of you guys have similar values, similar ideas. They're not going to lead you down paths that are going to be destructive or not aligned with with who you are and, and your heart and spirit and soul. So that's what I mean by like-minded. They're not carbon copies of you but they're like-minded and they have similar visions on how to treat people, how to treat one another, how to treat themselves, etc. Uplift and inspire you. This is so important. You know, your parents at some point probably said something along the lines of, you know, all oh, birds of a feather flock together. And that shit is true. If you are in a room, if you're hanging out with five idiots, I could show you six. If you're hanging out with five wise people, I'll show you six wise people. You become the people who you hang out with. It is, you know, they say you are the culmination of the five people that you hang around the most. And some people say the three people you hang around the most, et cetera. And that includes your family, that includes your friends, that includes the coworkers that you hang out with most. You are all of them put together. So you wanna make sure that you are around people who support you, who give you positive energy, who build you up And on the flip side, you need to be that to them you want, need to support these people you need to uplift these people and inspire these people. if you go back to one of our uh one of our shows from last last season, I want to say maybe it was this season, we talk about that guy, and that guy is the most annoying bastard in the group, but he's a guy that always has to be like making fun of people in the group nitpicking people and it, you know he might think it's funny but in his own way he's like tearing people down you want to uplift people constantly i know you might think well jackson shit, that sounds exhausting it's really not it's something as simple as you know you're out with your buddies and and a guy walks in late one of your friends or rather oh you're late all the time oh what the fuck man what are you doing? just say like, hey man good to see you What you want to drink or a compliment like you know, you see somebody uh you know come back from vacation, what's well, the first thing we say is oh it must be nice, you're on vacation. So nobody wants to hear that shit when they walk in. Instead, somebody walks from vacation, hey damn, we missed you, man. How was the trip? You look good. Trip trip agreed with you. Um even something like you know, uplifts somebody by what they're wearing. Damn, I like those shoes. That's great and you know, you just get a haircut, it looks good, man. Like something that simple. I know it sounds like maybe it's dumb, but you are really giving somebody positive energy when you make positive statements, um, or something easy, something simple. It's really good to see you. It's always nice to see you. Yeah. I want here. I'm gonna challenge you guys. I want you to think, and then, and actually make a mental note. It's like a competition or a little not competition, a little little challenge, a little, little game, in your head. Or take a piece of paper, put in your pen, uh, put in your, your pocket with a a pen or something. And write down how many times, just make a mark, how many times throughout the day you hear somebody say something negative to somebody else. And they might think it's a joke. They might think, oh, we're just goofing up. We're just giving each other shit. But if that other person's going through some tough stuff, maybe they got a sick family member. Maybe they're stressed out about finances. Maybe they're, they've struggled with mental health issues, whatever. That one little jab. Could push them over the brink, or it's one more brick on that scale that makes them feel like a piece of shit. Write it down. Just make a little note. I guarantee you, you will be blown away by the number of times you hear somebody, you know, say something negative, make a joke at somebody's expense, be an asshole to somebody, and the person doing it will think, "I, I was just joking. I didn't mean, I, I didn't mean anything by it." Don't be that. Be supportive, uplift people, and I, I tell you this: if you become the person. That uplifts people, supports people, um, inspires people. Then you will become a person that is sought out on every level of the game. It's going to be work. It's going to be personally. It's going to be you know if you I don't know if you whatever sport you might play whatever, people will gravitate towards you because that energy like it can't be hit. And it's a very powerful thing to have that in in your, your personality. So as you build these strong friendships, don't forget to nurture your romantic relationships. All right. So whoever you're dating, um, whoever she is, whoever he is, whether you're gay or straight doesn't make a difference. But in your 30s, you need to be nurturing romantic relationships and growing up. In the terms of how you handle romantic relationships, you're, being in your twenties is not an excuse to be an asshole in a relationship. It's not a—it's not an excuse to, you know, lie to people, cheat, cheat on somebody, to manipulate somebody. Uh, but unfortunately, in your twenties, you don't know a whole lot, so you're going to make some mistakes. Hopefully, you're not making mistakes on purpose. You're not doing things to hurt somebody. You're just, you know, you're struggling with immaturity, possibly. You're going to do some dumb stuff. Learn from it, apologize, learn from it again, and and try and do better. When you're 30s, you should have some more experience. Draw on the experience to deepen your connection with whoever it is that you are sharing your your heart with, your intimate life with. Also, you wanna make sure you're strengthening bonds with your family. Um, Your 30s, you know, you're getting older, and that's not a knock, like, oh, you're getting older. You're you're getting older. And I know sometimes, hey, time is an illusion. To some degree, I agree with that. But you're going to see changes in your family. Okay, Your parents might be, you know I mean, your parents are getting older. Health might be becoming an issue for your parents, maybe older siblings, etc. cetera. Um, now's the time to get good or to get better with how you and your family interact. And there's some family that look, you just can't make things any better with them, but maybe you can let the relationship grow by giving it space. you know just because they're your family doesn't mean that you guys are always going to get along, but maybe you're learning a rhythm. You know, I don't have to talk to cousin Joe every day because he's a, he's a dick, but when I see him once a week or once a month, he's not so bad. like you're learning that, and in your thirties. In terms of relationships you're probably dealing with some type of loss you probably have lost somebody whether it be family or friends by the time i was in my 30s i had buried a couple friends and some family members and it changed a lot of how i looked at life and i've always looked at life with brevity you know i've always understood that people are not with us forever but knowing it and experiencing it two different things so if you have not experienced losing somebody losing a relationship. Take the time to really go deep, experience relationships, build them up, and uh, and enjoy them on a whole nother level, not in your 30s. Seek mentors who can provide guidance and wisdom based on their experiences. Most, most importantly, listen to what they say. And remember that relationships are vital for personal and professional growth. So make sure you put in the time and effort to building these relationships. Understand the timeliness with relationships in terms of the rhythm are different. You know, I've got I've got some relationships that I could see a person once a month, and we pick up, you know, like like we saw each other yesterday. Now I've got some relationships that shit I got to spin that plate every fucking day, <laughs> or the person would be like, oh, what's wrong? Hey, eh, you don't like me? It's just some relationships require that kind of frequency, and and some some don't. So. You'll learn it and just realize that, that cultivating your relationships, just like personal growth and development and even defining your vision and values, you don't do these things once and you're done. No, you're constantly evolving. It's like exercise. You don't lift a, you know, uh, a kettlebell one time and you're good and your muscles are all perfect. No, it's, you constantly do it. You're constantly growing, evolving, battling against the entropy and atrophy of of life okay so yeah it's a lot of work but it's good it's worth it in terms of mentors you know you'll find once you get a good mentor you'll be surprised all of a sudden you become a mentor to somebody and don't fight it let it happen it'll be an organic change and growth in your life you will become a funnel for I'm sorry, you'll become a conduit for all the wisdom you have amassed through your 30, or 30 plus years. And it's, it's freaky because all of a sudden people are like, Oh my God, you're so wise. And you're like, my ass? You fucking kidding me? Let it happen. It's a cool thing. Uh, step four. Prioritize health and wellness. This is so important because you're getting your thirties and you may start to, you know, have more aches and pains, whatever. Um, you may be doing more than you did in your twenties, so some of those aches and pains are because, well, you're you're doing new activities, et cetera. But your health and wellness is crucial for winning in your thirties, and you want to prioritize regular exercise, a balanced diet, and good sleep. Okay, so activities that make you happy and reduce stress, you got to make time for them. Um, yeah, I knew somebody once that told me. The average person doesn't do enough things for themselves every day. So the goal is to do 10 things for yourself every day. That's not selfish. That's self-care. If you can't get 10, shoot for three things. And it can't be things like, well, I ate. Well, shit, you got to eat or you're going to die. Like three things that bring you joy. Three things that put a smile in your soul, in your heart. Consider mindfulness. You know, consider integrating mindfulness into your life. Things like yoga. Or meditation or breathing exercises. These are not, you know, woo woo ideas. These are not, uh, forms of evil or, or occultism. These are things that are allowing your body's physiological procedures, physiological practices, uh, to reset themselves. You know, breathing exercises for as simple as two minutes resets your hypothalamus. You know, part of your brain that handles things like fight or flight. Look it up. I'm not a doctor, but I learned. Look the shit up. Don't take my word for it. But something as simple as just watching your breathing and focusing your mind can help reduce your stress, can help reduce your breathing very quickly. And so we owe it to ourselves. Because here's the thing. Every decade compounds on the previous decade. So if you don't take care of yourself in your 30s, when you're in your 40s, you've got more work to do to get good. Likewise, if you're in your 40s, and fellas, if you're out of your 30s, I got a 40s episode coming up, so calm down. I didn't forget about you. Um, and if you don't take care of yourself in your 40s and your 50s, you're trying to take care of yourself with 20 years, all right, of of bad, bad practices. So prioritize that health and wellness, prioritize things like meditation or yoga, look at yourself in totality, all right? In your 20s, it's it's too easy to just think about your body because you're just now getting out of your teens, and your teens is so much about your body. But in your 20s, you know, you're still, you're, you're better, but you're still thinking about, like, you know, how things taste, how things feel. You're all about your five senses. In your 30s, make sure you're seeing yourself in your totality, that you're not just looking at your physical health but your emotional health, all right, and your spiritual health. Uh, emotional health, hey, you know, your emotional well-being, your mental health, It's a good time to ask your doctor that you, you know, start getting a physical once a year in your 30s, boom. Talk to your doctor about how you feel, not just your body, but your emotions. Are you stressed out? Are you depressed? Are you sad? Do you no longer have a drive to do the things you used to do? Like talk to your doctors, guys, because if you're struggling with depression or borderline borderline personality disorder or anxiety or any of the other mental health issues that are out there and you don't know about it, you are handicapping your life. You're not living the best life that you could live and not being the best you for yourself and the the people around you. The doctor may say, Well shit, go talk to a therapist. And you know what? Make a damn appointment, and talk to a therapist. There's no shame in addressing your mental health. No shame whatsoever. All right? So get on that. That's big. And man, we're bad about talking about how we feel. Because we're taught to just like, you know, be stoic and push through shit. No. Fuck that. That's the suicide is one of the top 10 issues that men face in terms of health and well-being uh focus on maintaining a healthy work-life balance to avoid burnout you're not a machine even machines have to rest even your car engine needs oil unless it's electric but even then that damn thing's got to get recharged like you have to balance out your life okay so uh, you want a healthy work-life balance, even now in this era, of you know, post-pandemic, teleworking, etc. And I'll, hey, I'll do an episode talking about balancing out work-life, uh, you know, post-pandemic. And I'm, I'm sure I've touched on other episodes, but I'll dedicate that, and we'll have a guest on to talk about it. But make sure you do things to balance your life out, and uh, take care of your physical and mental health. You do these things, and you'll enhance your energy, your productivity, your your sexual prowess, right? Your your physicality. And your overall quality of life. Uh step 5 to winning your 30s, build a solid financial foundation. Yes, the money, the loot. It's essential for success in your 30s. Now, once again, you have to define what's financial success. You know, what level of money makes you feel successful. Now, keep in mind, once again, we're talking about material, a material thing. And money nowadays is very immaterial. You know, it's just numbers on a screen. And how many, what was the last time you touched the amount of money in your bank account, right? So it's just a machine reporting back to you. But you want to take charge of your finances by creating a budget. You know, you want to manage your debt. And you want to save for the future. Now, here's the thing. (laughs) There are many experts. Don't take my word for it. Look it up. You know, Susie Orman or Tony Robbins, many experts are going to tell you, you're not going to save money as the goal to being a millionaire or being wealthier, whatever you define it as. You want to save money as a process of saving, but you're going to need to do things like invest. You're going to need to do things like having multiple streams of uh, passive income, et cetera, to become wealthy. Now, that leads to the possibility of entrepreneurship. If you want to start a business or if you want to, you know, invest that you have multiple streams of income, get educated about money. I'd say everybody to some degree has some anxiety when they say your money. Right. Because money is money is almost like. More, I won't say sacred, more sensitive of a topic than sex is. And why? Because we carry a lot of multi-generational views about money into our thirties. Our parents, our grandparents, our families, their friends, etc. What we've been told about money on TV, what we've been told about money in media, and even our, our spirituality. Whatever religion you, you, uh, you subscribe to, or, or faith or spirituality you subscribe to. Every culture has a view on money. And a lot of those views, not all, are negative. Make you feel shame about how much you don't have or what you bought or what you spent money on. So get educated. You need to almost rewrite your script on how you view money. You're only going to do that with education and repetition. Some great books about money, How to Grow, uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Susie Armand, I forget the name of her book, but her first book I think was really good. Tony Robbins' book about uh, the game of money. And and there's so many other ones. And, you know, some of them are just dropping on my head right now. But once again, constantly be learning, constantly be growing and constantly be defining yourself. Look and educate yourself about investment, retirement planning, building passive income streams. You know, maybe you want to invest in things like having a vending machine or an ATM. Those are real businesses. Now, they require some work here and there, but. Um, maybe you write a bunch of eBooks and sell them on, on Amazon. You can be an Amazon author. Like, I mean, shit, game on with Jack that shop. There's eBooks there. So, you know, expand yourself and consider working with a financial advisor to develop your personal financial plan. And you want to go in there and you want to find one that's not going to make you feel like shit, not gonna make you feel guilty, you know? Either you work your money or your money works you. Whatever your financial past has been, whatever mistakes you've made, whatever successes you had, that's great. But start from zero. Forgive yourself. Move forward. Money is just energy. Money is just freedom. You want to wrap that up and control it. You know, uh, one of the greatest things i ever heard, and it's by the, uh, he's a a motivational speaker. And some people, he's not for everybody the way he talks. But Brad Leah, and I've heard other people say this um Bob Proctor says this, Bob Proctor, the the late and great Bob Proctor, but they say, if you can get a hundred bucks put it in your pocket or put it in your wallet, never use it, just leave it in there. You'd be surprised what that does to your view of money, and it actually changes into the your physical relationship with money when you keep a hundred bucks in your pocket, you almost never struggle for money the way you used to. Excuse me. It's the damnedest thing. Give it a shot. Let me know if you feel that it changes the way money flows around you. If you establish good financial habits early on in your 30s or wherever you are in your 30s, maybe you're 38, 39, whatever, establish them right now. You're going to have better financial stability going forward and freedom because that's all money is. Money is just freedom. Okay, embodied in, in uh, physicality, in paper, in, in whatever money has been. I have cotton now, cotton and paper blend. Okay, or now just zeros and ones on the screen, but have a healthy love with money. You know, the root of evil is not money, but the love of money. I'm going to say it's the obsession of money and using it in for ill means. And all money is is a magnifier. If you're a jackass, money's going to make you a bigger jackass. If you're a good person, money's going to make you a a bigger good person um you know looking learn about things like cds learn about things how to successfully use your cash back credit cards for you uh learn about financial discipline but also like lose the shame and grow you know you can't grow with an anchor around you same with like working out like all right well in your 30s you want to lose 10 pounds don't look Oh man, the past I never could do it. I said I was going to run 5k. I never, never completed one. I said I was going to bench press this and every, lose that. Lose the negativity. Lose that, that shame about yourself. Lose it. Same with money. Oh, I can never really save or, or I got credit card debt. Lose it. Move forward. All right. You got debt. All right. Get a plan to get out of it. Get a plan to cut it in half. Cut it down by a fourth. You know, get a plan to build one passive income stream you know they say seven is the goal towards a ton of wealth okay look at one i just want to start this business but i never you know i never took another move on it. okay there's tons of books about entrepreneurship go find the most recent one because the most recent one will talk about things like ai talk about things about the internet talk about things like you know um digital marketing get a book start reading it forget what you didn't do Today's a new day. Tomorrow's a new, you know, tomorrow isn't happy. Today, right now, new day. Step six of winning in your thirties. Man, I've been chewing you guys' ears off on this one. Lastly, embrace resilience and adaptability is key to winning in your thirties. If you don't have the ability to adapt, none of the other steps are gonna, are gonna last long because life is going to hit you in the face. It's one of my favorite quotes by Mike Tyson, the legendary heavyweight fighter. And he says, everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the face. And those of you who have ever done jujitsu or uh, taekwondo or boxing or any other form of martial arts, they, you know what I mean? You got a plan to win this till you get hit in the face and plans go <laughs> right out the window. You can you can have your health and wellness prioritized and all of a sudden you lose your job. Uh, you could have your money solid and all of a sudden you get sick you can have you know uh all both of those and a family and friends that love you but um somebody dies or somebody else gets sick like you have to be able to adapt because life is change and life is uncertain and it's just it doesn't mean life hates you it just life is you know we have our lives but then the outside of life is just a series of You know, unpredictable, potentially seemingly random events that happen to us. It rains on the just and the unjust alike. That's a biblical quote. Yes, Jackson can use a biblical quote every now and then. But if you are able to take the hit and roll with it and pop back up. If you can take the change and adapt and squeeze through the cracks or, you know, turn in the water, you know, to use old Bruce Lee quote. About, um you know, be like water. You put water in a cup, it's a cup. You put water in a tuba, it's a tuba. If you can adapt and change and grow, that is, you literally can't be stopped. Look at it in nature. Some of the most difficult viruses to kill are the ones that can change and adapt to anything we throw at it. Or bacteria, you know, you throw a you throw an antibiotic at it, it changes, it adapts to it. Animals that change and adapt survive. The ones that don't, well, we go visit them in museums. <laughs> like, if you can adapt and change, embrace resilience, you have a huge component of winning in your back pocket. You know, life is full of ups and ups and downs. If you can bounce back from setbacks and adapt to change, boom. You're already winning. You want to cultivate resilience by embracing failure as a learning opportunity. You know, you're going to fail. A great quote. Uh, no man who quits ever really fails. I forget who said that, but I like it. It's a great quote. I didn't come up with it. So, uh, there's the other quote. I've heard it from Les Brown, uh, famous keynote speaker. Fall down seven times, get up eight. You're going to fail. Denzel Washington in a great speech to a graduating class said you're going to fail. You know, embrace the suck. You are going to fail at something. Oh, well, that's how you learn. Edison, you guys know this one. Edison took him 10,000 tries to, to make the light bulb. Better than me, you guys would not have lights. <laughs> like, and we would not have light bulbs. I'd be like, I don't know if I'm doing this 10,000 times. Failure is just an opportunity. You learn what didn't work. Now you move on to the next thing to try. If you do not quit, you will get there. You cannot stop somebody who does not quit. All right. You cannot stop somebody who does not quit. While you are embracing failure, keep a positive mindset. It's hard. It ain't easy. But anything through repetition is attainable. What you put into your brain while you're failing, are you reading things? Are you watching things that keep you positive? Books like once again, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, a great book. Um, Benefits of a Positive Mindset by uh, Norman Vincent Peale. The Bible, the Quran, the Talmud, whatever you have to read to keep your spirit up while you go through life's changes, embrace it, read it, make it part of your thing. The people in your life that make you feel good, see them more often. The people in life that don't, avoid the hell out of them. Be open to exploring new career paths, taking calculated risks. Um When an opportunity pops in front of you, boom, jump on it. Don't overthink things. Listen to your instincts. Trust your gut. The more adaptable you are, the better equipped you'll be to navigate the uncertainties of life. And brother, let me tell you something. If you want to define life in one word, life equals uncertainty. It is both beautiful and terrifying in the same breath. You do these things and you're going to continue to grow and evolve and level up. So you guys, that brings us to the end of the show today. Those are the six great steps to to succeed and to win in your 30s i hope you found them uh, inspirational I hope you found them successful I hope you found them helpful remember your 30s are a time of incredible growth and opportunities and um you know like jump on it embrace the journey stay committed to your goals and continue uh continue can't talk to level up in all aspects of your life don't worry guys we're gonna be talking about your 40s and 50s soon so hang in there Thank you so much for tuning in to Game Out with Jackson Stewart. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure you subscribe, uh, leave me a review, catch me on YouTube at Game Out with Jack, Patreon.com, Game Out with Jack, the blog, Game Twitter, same handle, and definitely the Player Shop. Hey, jump on that teachable course, guys. Jump on the teachable course. It's free, sign up for it, it's good stuff. Game Out Jack.shop, those ebooks are on sale. You owe it to yourself. Buy yourself an ebook. Read it. Study it. I guarantee you. I mostly guarantee you. If you follow the steps there, you will not regret it. Until next time, good people, sexy people, uh, game on.